three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ronnie Boys Podcast, where we discuss everything from fantasy football stats, opinionated facts, weekly predictions, and NFL fictions. My name is Morgan. I'm here with my broski mates, and as always, what up, homie? What's going on, man? Excited to be here. Start talking about the league. Finally, season's among us. Yeah, it's coming quick. How many until uh, preseason? It's well, preseason starts on August fourth, but we'll get into that. In a little bit, the Hall of Fame game. I'm just, I'm just super excited to see football on TV, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Hall of Fame games, kind of like who cares? But it is football, like you said. So. Yeah, that's all. And they have, those teams get an extra game. But um, you want to start off with that champions message? Yeah, you know, would you read um, it beforehand? <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and let you, uh, since you live in California, go ahead and read that one. You know. So the champion's message for the league, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, in the last couple of episodes, we'd like to give the champion of the league, you know, a nice little piece of advice, you know, or just, yeah, advice or anything they want to say about anything. And this week or this episode's message is that everyone should stop using paper towels. Any thoughts on that? You want me to go in on this? (laughs) No, just give me a time time that you were here. The last time you were here, you left like two or three bags or like rolls. <laughs> and McKenzie was like, oh my goodness. Uh, and you like, haven't had paper towels in your house since. <laughs> no, we've not. So anytime you want to come back over, man. Some people go in their garage and sneak some uh, whiskey behind their wife's back. Mason sneaks paper towels. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, so today's topics we're going to go over, uh, we're going to do a couple different things. We're going to try to make it actually interesting. The last couple podcasts have been nothing but um, lining up this year's fantasy with new rules, new teams, um, new positions, and so forth. This one we're going to try to make it a little interesting, be a little more player specific. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, comparisons of wide receiver and running back rankings for fantasy. So what wide receivers and running backs are, you know, top five. Um, we've got Mason's rankings because you guys know Mason does fantasy stuff um, outside of this family. Reinman League, of course, uh, mainly IDP specific um, people, but he also does offensive um, because that's what he's done most of his life up until about three or four years ago. Uh, but we'll be comparing Mason's rankings with wide receivers and running backs top five to Matthew Berry's who works for ESPN. We just pulled his off of uh, the ESPN website. Going to see what the differences are there and compare. Um, tomorrow, me and Mason are going to be doing another podcast, but it's just specifically for a mock draft. So we'll be doing a fake draft against bots and seeing uh, how we'll be doing, um, how we choose our players, when we choose our players, eh, all that kind of jazz. Um, we'll be doing family picks this year as just a reminder with the Yahoo Sports app from now on. The Excel spreadsheet was cool, but for me and Mason, it was not cool. Who's paying pain in the ass. Um, we're going to go over some news around the NFL as of today. Um, different news that'll benefit you for fantasy picks. Just kidding. Probably not. Who cares? Um, and discuss when we will be having our 2022 Ryman fantasy, uh, draft. So let's kick it off with some news, dude. RG three, Robert, Robert Griffin, the third stated, um, as far as returning to the NFL, I am ready to go right now. As I put on there, hashtag no one cares, dude. Moving on, dude. What's going on next? Yeah, um, and breaking news. Actually, I am ready to return. <laughs> I'm ready to go right now. Any NFL team that wants no, I'm just kidding. Um, 
That's cool that RG3 wants to get back into it. Um, if he wants to get signed and run a preseason game, I w- I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't be interested in watching it. Uh, I don't know how hopeful I, feel like at I would. At this point, it's like that a high school uh, quarterback that was the shiz nizzle. Let it go, man. You work at a dealership hey. now, and it's never going to change. It's never going to go back, dude. Move on. He's just trying to make some more money. That's all, probably. Yeah, dude. Too many Subway commercials. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> So we also were talking about earlier how um, August 4th is the Hall of Fame game. Uh, before that, two weeks before that, so in a week or two now, uh, camps are set to start for teams, so we'll start to get down on the depth charts, who's going to get cut, things like that. Um, I don't know. It's the Vegas Raiders <clears throat> versus the – I just put versus the Jacksonville <laughs> versus the Jaguars <laughs> in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, on the notes, I just put it in Jacksonville. Um, in Canton, Ohio, at the Hall of Fame Stadium. I don't even know the actual name of the stadium. It's escaping me right now. But it's uh, it's on a Thursday. So I'm excited to watch it, even if it is the twos, threes, fours, and fives playing. Yeah, it's that'll be each other. 8 p.m. for me and 6 o'clock – or, sorry, 5 o'clock for you and the other Cali people. Uh, um, let's see. Camp. Yeah, it was about a year ago here soon um, when I took Waylon to the uh, – Cowboys camp. And we've got a new RBP member, dude. Marin Riney. What up, little lady? Yeah, she just threw up everywhere, bro. So. Heck yeah. Where's that burping blanket at, bro? I bet you believe in paper towels now, don't you? <laughs> dude, you just cleaned that little swing thing that she's in, too. <laughs> like, uh, just cleaned it. So, hi, baby. Can you say hello? Hi, cutie. Look at that smile. Say, go, commanders. Dude, that's tough, dude. I'm gonna get her commander's bib, dude. Now she's angry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right, we can move into the rankings. Yeah, so um, we're gonna go over Mason's first wide receivers, top five wide receivers for the uh, I don't know, for any purpose that you guys want to use it. Mason's rankings are pretty well thought out. A lot goes into him making these. Sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, after a rip or two. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, so Mason's rankings, top five for wide receiver is number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two, Stefan Diggs. Number three, Cooper <clears throat> Cup. Number four, Jamar Chase. And number five, Devontae Adams. Um, with Matthew Berry's rankings, different order, but the same names. He had Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs. So um, there's not really much I want to touch base on those besides, in my opinion, even someone who's doing fantasy like their first or second year, as long as they've been watching football for longer than two years, they know these names and they know their names to watch out for. In, no, uh, 100%. Fantasy. Yeah. My yeah. biggest thing with Stefan Diggs is just that they just lost uh, the Bills, uh, Cole Beasley. He's their slot wide receiver. So they have incoming Jamison Crowder. And he might be taking up some of the slot roles, but they also have, I'm sorry, not slot, the outside, or no, Jamison Carter slot, dude, free. My bad. Um, so there's also a guy, Gabe Davis, who has been averaging 70 attempts or targets from mm-hmm. Josh Allen every year. So I'm curious to see if he's going to step up. But the reason why I have Stefan Diggs a little higher is because uh, last year, Stefan Diggs was targeted 168 times and he caught the ball 109 times. Wow. Now you look you look at Cooper Cup, he was targeted 230 times. He received the ball 178 times and got 22 touchdowns. Stefan Diggs only got 10 touchdowns and he only caught 109 balls. So it's like 70 almost 70 less balls, I think 69 less balls than Cooper Cup did. 
So I think Cooper Cup's going to be falling down a little bit in the target range. And I feel like Stephon Diggs has the most of the top five to gain in targets. Um, Devontae Adams is also a big name, but he's going to a different team. Uh, Jamar Chase had a boatload of touchdowns with uh, Burrow last year, but I feel like the other wide receiver there, T. Higgins, could step up yeah. in Cincinnati. So I just feel like Stephon Diggs has the most to gain. That's why I got him up there. That makes sense. Um, with Cole Beasley, and to be honest with you, I'm pre- pretty sure I had him last year in the uh, – Oh, my God. How do I not remember? British football league, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had Cole Beasley in high hopes because he would be, you know, the – 10 yard and cut in or five yard slant in and yeah exactly like a slide catch type option but yeah. i mean a lot of targets if it was like if it was stefan Diggs and then another good wide receiver one on the other side of the team and then they left then i'd be like now they're just gonna stack uh double or triple coverage on stefan Diggs. so i'd look out for that but cole beasley leaving it doesn't really affect it that much i don't think so I think it's no, good. No, no, not for him. him. I mean, Stephon Diggs is a guy you got to double man anyways, dude. He's good. Yeah. Can't and he, he, still, he still gets open. So. No, he does. He's a great wide receiver, especially that has a great quarterback. And now they have two years going on of chemistry. It's good for them. So, um, yeah. So, top five wide receivers, same names, different order, but for the family fantasy for your essay. Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, and Devontae Adams. Look out for him in the draft. Uh, moving on to running backs. Um, it was pretty similar here as well, but there was a couple differences. For Mason, you have Jonathan Taylor. Of course, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Her- Harris, excuse me, Joe Mixon, and Derrick Henry. Also more common name. Um, for Matthew Berries, he had Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey as well. This is when it gets different. Austin Eckler. Um, for the Chargers, Derrick Henry and Najee Harris. So the only difference was he had Austin Eckler at number three, and Mason, you had Joe Mixon at number four, which wasn't even on his list. You want to uh, explain that? Explain why? why. <laughs> you want to explain those rankings, Bub? <laughs> <laughs> so please explain to me why you uh, set okay. this up the way you did. <laughs> All right. So the reason why I have um, Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey up there, Jonathan Taylor's a beast who gets over 10 yard runs. Uh, I don't really have the numbers right in front. Actually, yes, I do. Hold on. So last year, Jonathan Taylor had 10, or I'm sorry, 10 plus runs 50 times. That's nine more than any other guy in the league. Uh, number three was Joe Mixon with 36. So if you're getting 10 plus yards on a single run, that's guaranteed one point on one carry. That's a pretty good average, and that's what you want to see. If you got a guy like Taylor, obviously he's not going to be getting 20, 10-yard carries, mm-hmm. but you you like that that potential upside of him being able to do that. Also, they do a lot of zone running, so he has the ability to read and go off blocks. Jonathan Taylor hits the hole. He does really well. He also had 18 touchdowns last year, so he might fall back a little bit, but um, I'm more interested to see what Christian McCaffrey can do because he is that versatile guy. They've been talking about using him in the slot. For a couple of years now, I feel like they actually might pull the trigger on that this year. So that's more targets. We are in a PPR league, which is points per reception. So if Christian McCaffrey is going across the middle for two yards slants, and he's going to get the ball, that's just more upside. So that makes him much more of an attractive candidate. I actually, if it wasn't for the injury history, I would probably put him in number one just because of yeah, the, what he brings to the offense. Um, I mean, Najee he was Harris. at number one positions two years ago, two years before that. Oh, right? yeah. Well, and the fact that he's been as um, – 
injury prone. I hate to say it, but like as as much as a gamble as you feel it might be picking him up, it's still worth that risk because of the value that he brings to your team when he is healthy. The dude is a top five, top ten running back on a weekly basis. Another no thing I just want to spit out real quick for our family league, since we're not very uh, well versed in fantasy yet, I don't think. Sorry. <laughs> um, you're good. Something to consider when you're picking up um, really uh, top-notch players that are injury-prone, um, especially after recovering season. When did he get injured? Do you know around when during the season? Uh, probably the well, either way, look into it because, I mean, if they got injured toward the ass end of the season, like last two games or whatever, <laughs> or it, but, sorry, or they got injured in the, like week one, week two, week three, and they're out for the rest of the season. That's just that's a lot longer time to recover and get completely okay, so back on the field. In his last two seasons, he has less than 200 snaps and less than 150 attempts. He's probably averaging around 4.3, 4.2 yards of carry and has six touchdowns. So last season, 2021, he played weeks one, two, three, then didn't play again until week nine, then played from nine to 12, and then from 12 after he did not play. One touchdown last because year. Of the injury, or they were just holding back because they knew they didn't want to waste him. I think that it's because of the injury, and they just figured that they would let him rehab and bring him out fresh this year. See, that's the type of thing to look into: is when did they get injured in the last season? Because the more time to recover, the better. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. It doesn't really. That's what I'm saying. Much. You can't really go off the injury unless if it's a guy coming off of something huge and you start to hear rumblings that they're not going to start the beginning of the year, then you start to, you know, a little bit fade that player and you'll see the drop in average draft position. So at number three for me, I had Najee Harris. Um, I don't know if I'd have him higher. I actually might drop him because of Joe Mixon, just because of the uncertainty of that offense. Matt Canada is offensive coordinator. He's not very. For the uh, listeners, what uh, offense is he on? Oh, I'm sorry. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, He is the. Yeah, they have for that. So I'm um, not really sure what they're going to do. They have a rookie quarterback in Cody Pickett, and they also have Cody Pickett, Kenny Pickett. And then they also have uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who is really good for supporting one wide receiver. But I don't, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with that offense. So either way, um, Najee Harris is good, but he might lose some passing game this year, which is why I'm probably going to drop him down. Number four, Joe Mixon. I'm looking at this guy. Why? Is it that's not rushing grades? One second, falling back. Okay, so we're looking at rushing snaps last year. Joe Mixon had 30 more than any other player. Um, he had the most attempts in the league. He's coming in at the second most amount of yards, and I believe he had the second most touchdowns. I'm sorry, he had the fourth most touchdowns for running back, uh, only behind Damian Harris for New England and James Conner for Arizona. Uh, he also only had two fumbles last year. Uh, actually, Washington running back Antonio Gibson led the league in running backs for fumbles. Yeah, so what I remember that for sure. So the thing is, is that uh, people are going to be heightened on this passing attack in Joe Burrow, and there, a lot of people are going to be focused on trying to stop him, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. So I really feel like they're going to be punching the envelope in this running game that's already been successful. So if they're if they have the most snap counts for rushing in the league and Joe Mixon is only averaging 4.1 yards a carry, then they're probably going to be focused on getting him a little bit higher, getting him more opportunity to take the load off of Joe Burrow because he's young. So I don't know. I just like that potential upside there for um, Mixon as a, a late first round, early second round kind of draft pickup. That's kind of I like the explanation for sure. 
So, um, and then after that, Derrick Henry, just because he's Derrick Henry and I'm not dropping him in my rankings until I see otherwise. He had a take in passing downs last year, so he's catching more and he's still rushing. And I think even five weeks after he was injured last year, he was still the RB2. Like yeah. in, as far as rushing yards right. in production. So like this guy's not going away. Um, the Titans just got rid of their number one wide receiver. They traded him for draft capital and then drafted Traylon Burks, the rookie out of Arkansas wide receiver. So they don't really have that. I mean, Traylon Burks in a couple of years will be that guy, but it's still his first year. So he's not like a, you know, like an AJ Brown or a Mike Evans or a Debo Samuel, those guys that you right. Keenan Allen guys, you can really lean on as a quarterback. They, him and Ryan Tannehill have to build that chemistry and Ryan Tannehill is already kind of suspect as a quarterback as it is. No doubt. I don't know how he's still there. Well, it's just the fumbles and the interceptions, man. They they'll stack up a lot. <laughs> the two teams don't want a quarterback, <laughs> right? I know exactly. He can't hold on to the damn ball. Besides yeah, the so. uh, interceptions and fumbles, uh, he's all right, man. Yeah, <laughs> if he would just play better. So, real quick, um, before we move on from the ranking comparison, I just want to ask, what do you think about Austin Eckler? Because Matthew Barry from ESPN has him at number three, and you don't have him at all in your top five. Oh, I think he could definitely he's, – he's going to finish top ten. I'm not saying you don't think he's a good running back at all. I'm just curious yeah. why he's not in your top five and why you think he has him in his at number three spot. I do believe that passing attack is going to, excuse me, take that next step. I mean, I don't even know if it possibly could go even higher because Herbert is playing at just elite levels, man. Yeah. The wide receivers are really good with Williams and Keenan Allen. Um so, so specifically for the play calling type that San Diego has the ability to do. Okay, so look, so for instance, yeah, Austin Eckler. Sorry, Los Angeles, Jesus. Or, yeah, been a while, huh? It's been, been a while. while. Um, <laughs> so Eckler had 12 touchdowns last year, four fumbles, only 206 actual rushings. So if he sees a decrease in rushes because of the rookie that came in, whose name is also escaping me, for the Chargers – then that means you're going to want to see a up, like an uptake in passes, and I'm not really sure if that's going to happen. Now, from a running back standpoint, let me look. I mean, he's like king, king reception. I'm pretty sure. So last year he was targeted 88 times. He had 70 receptions. That's a 79.5 reception rate, uh, just under 650 yards and eight touchdowns, bro. Eight receiving touchdowns for a running back. It's nasty, dude. No, that's that's very filthy. The next was uh, Aaron Jones for Green Bay, who actually I think might get an uptake in passes yeah. because of what they have going on. But just for reference, so in 2017, Austin Eckler on 31 targets got three touchdowns. 56 targets in 2018, three touchdowns. 104 targets in 2019, eight touchdowns. Then the next year it went down to 60, and then it went back up to 88. So if we're looking at his median, I'm going to say he's probably going to get around 70 targets, and I'm going to expect him to hit his floor at like at least four touchdowns. And then that's only receiving, though. I mean, he could also get rushing touchdowns and do his thing there. So obviously I feel like he is a top-10 guy, but I'm just – I don't know. With that offense and whatever happens, like in their divisional games, it'll there'll be shootouts against the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos because the Broncos now have Russell Wilson at quarterback. But outside of their division, if they get into a slower match – then they might try to give the ball to other guys and see what's happened to try to keep Eckler fresh because the season is longer now. Yeah, I can see them having pa- uh, pass-heavy play calling for sure with the yeah. weapons they have at wide receivers and, like you said, Herbert being yeah. nasty. Now, I'm not saying fade Eckler. That's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, no, but I, I, get, yeah. I just would not take him in the first round. I would feel a lot better Absolutely taking him in the middle of the century. 
middle of the second round, back end of the second round. If you want to get him on the turn, perfect. If like the first round pick, you want to take a quarterback or something, right? And you want to come back and feel good about taking a running back. I'm just saying, yeah, like, say yeah, you yeah, do, yeah. okay? Or say yeah. you accidentally fluff up and take a tight end. You're like, ah, I need to make up at this position or you took a wide receiver. Then I would feel good about Austin Eckler as my RB1 if I got him in the back end of the second round. That's tremendous value for that. But now if you're taking third overall, I'll be like, bro, I mean, yeah, okay, sure. He has potential for a top five finish, but at that capital, you could have won a different round. That's just me, though. Okay. Well, I agree 100%. Um, maybe we'll do a top 10 or something. Honestly, we don't even need to um, because tomorrow we'll be doing the podcast with the mock draft, and then you'll be able to explain those. Very excited for that. Sam. I'll see how poopy I am because it's been so long. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that you have to – you got to start somewhere, man. Um. So, lastly, um, when do you think we should have our 2022 Ryman League draft? Um, like the second week of the preseason maybe. Yeah. That's a good start. Uh, like, I don't know, because I have, I have a live draft. Let's see, I got a live draft this week. And then I have one on like the 28th, I think. And then I have one on the 29th of August. So probably the 20. Oh, let me put the calendar. I don't even know how to use my calendar on this thing. Okay, let me go to this one. While you're Sorry. looking at up, I just want to explain how much I hate Yahoo Sports Fantasy draft grades, bro. What do you say we do it on uh, the day after Reagan's birthday? Saturday the 13th or Sunday the 14th? Sunday for sure, probably. Okay, Sunday the 14th. Yeah, we'll call it that for now, and then we'll loop around when it gets closer and see if it's uh, plausible. Yeah, we'll put out a feeler in the chat, and you guys will let us know if that works for you. Yeah. 14th of August. <clears throat> well, outstanding, dude. I'm excited to do this mock draft tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah, I do. You have all your ranking sheets? I have not us, so we're going to see how it goes, and... Are you going to use any set of rankings? This is when I kind of want to low-key change our name to Scout and Fan, just to reiterate that you're a scout and I'm just a fan of football. Well, we're going to be going up against computers and stuff too, so it's not. Everyone's right until week one hits and then you're wrong, dude. Yeah, exactly. There ain't no pro or nothing. It's all fantasy. It's all art, not a science. uh, Oh, it can be a science kind of, but it's mainly art. Well... Is there anything else you want to add? It's like the shortest podcast we've ever had, dude. I know, right? Short and sweet, but I guess it's more of a part one, part two. So yeah. Oh yeah, the Redskins rant. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Not allowed to say that anymore. I'll find out with something. Commanders, coffee, something. I don't know. I do. The command, the commanders choke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up with something. The uh, c- command commander's lessons learned. Yeah, the Wentz miss. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you guys tune in tomorrow for our mock draft podcast, and we will catch you on the flip side, yo. And we're out.